Welcome to the Parenting is Heartwork podcast. I'm Dr. Scott Taransky and here with Elena Svetslot from the Netherlands. And we love to help parents uh, deal with the practical issues that they're facing right now. I've written a book called Equipping Children to Self-Regulate Emotions that's free on our website. Uh, you can simply go get that book and download it and read it. And uh, we're going to take some material from that book and talk about it today. Because here's the challenge. When a child has a problem self-regulating emotions, then uh, they're often bucking our, our solutions. They're often resisting change. And, and so we want to talk about that resistance, resistance and how do we face that as parents. So, Elena, welcome today. I'm glad you're joining me. Hi, Dr. Scott. Yes, indeed. Uh, today, we want to bring some um, encouragement to parents also to help them look um, at the long-term strategy that we are um, working towards in our parenting um, in our parenting training with our children. I'm really curious uh, also of your insights. I know you have uh, written a full chapter on this and um, there are a number of quotes which I really like and one of them is um, change isn't easy but it, but it's worthwhile. So I really like that because I know many parents um, are struggling. Maybe they are starting to to implement some of the strategies we are sharing here, and they're feeling stuck. Maybe they're they don't don't see a lot of results. So I would love to hear your thoughts. You work with so many families, so many different children uh, um, and teens. So I would really love to hear, um, yeah, m more about your views on 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 how to encourage parents who are in this situation. Well, we believe in parents. That's why we invest in parents. We believe that parents are the best counselors for their children if they have a good plan. And so our job is to equip those parents with the plans that they need. Now, every person is unique and different. But we find that as children are ha, have developed rather significant negative patterns in their lives, whether it's an anger problem or they become disrespectful or unkind, those become lodged patterns inside of a child, we call them strongholds. Mm -hmm. The strongholds is a biblical term that, uh, that, that describes these internal arguments that children have. So inside of their hearts, they are moving in a direction that's unhealthy, it's not good, and they're stuck there. And so we're praying for breakthroughs. We believe parents can contribute greatly to the breakthroughs that children have, but helping a person change at any level, whether they're a child or an adult, is faced many times with resistance because uh, we don't like to change. We like to stay where we are. There's some comfort in the things we do, even if they're unproductive. Mm -hmm. So helping a child to move out of those poor uh, patterns, that poor logic inside of their mind into more responsive, godly, mature, responsible choices is takes some work. So there's that's why we tell parents, it is, often not just one little technique you're going to use that's going to bring major change in your child's life. It's going to be a combination of things you're going to do, and it's going to be done over a period of time. So we're going to hang in there, and we're going to do a lot of work with this child to try to overcome the resistance that we're experiencing. Yeah, it's it's not just something we're doing as an easy fix or as, um, as a one-off solution. It's something we're working um, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis, um, looking at how our children children develop, how, what are the directions we want to 
we want to see growth in them. So indeed, it's something that's for for the long um, for the long term. Dr. Scott, um, when you see situations where there is a little progress made, um, what how would you troubleshoot that for parents? How would you help them um, kind of be a bit more um, self to self assess their their work and how to make maybe shift gears a bit to to bring some more yeah to to see some more results we know results come through the grace of god in the heart of a child so there's not you know as parents we cannot influence that but um if there are some if there are things we as parents can do maybe better or we maybe miss um that you have seen over the years well i would say that there are some particular skills parents want to develop in their mm-hmm. ability to with a child who is off track. When a child's off track, it means that they're going in the wrong direction and they need guidance from a parent. Mm-hmm. And parents know that, but they but then you have some challenges. So I think that parents need to develop some skills. One is you have to be uh, more willing to deal with conflict maybe than your personality allows. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to avoid conflict, then and the child uses conflict to get his way then we have a problem so the child who has a temper tantrum and the mom says okay you here you can have it what happens is the parent actually validates the child's poor response by um giving them something when they're doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. uh, secondly i think um parents have to uh be willing to try some new tools i, I think some parents when their children are um, resistant, use anger or yelling to overpower the child. And uh, we would find that to be less beneficial than some of the other ways that we can approach things. For example, many parents need to do more acting instead of talking. Mm-hmm. In other words, look, I'm not talking to you about this right now. You need to go sit down. In fact, you're going to lose the privilege of these electronics until we can work on this. Or uh, you're not going to have a bedroom until we can we have a plan for this so having more action instead of just talking about it is going to be another strategic part of that the parent needs to play a, a third area i think that parents want to develop is is to build their parenting based on conviction not preference okay. uh because if it's building it based on preference then it kind of can go either way well this time we'll give in and we, this time we won't but the if you build it on conviction that it is not healthy for this child to be allowed to yell at me uh, more like mm-hmm. he's doing. Mm-hmm. Now this conviction that's really in the child's best interest mm-hmm. drives the solution so the parent doesn't get sucked into the drama that goes on. So that, that which brings us to the one more I'll just share. And that is that the drama that takes place in a child's life often sucks the parent in. And mm-hmm. parents have to see it coming on and resist entering into the drama. And and uh, it's amazing to me how many parents enter into the drama as if that's the responsibility. But if we can avoid the drama and use firmness in that in our work with our children, then we can have much more significant results as we're trying to help our children change. Of course, that's all coupled with strong uh, emphasis on relationship and strategy and you know, all the things that we work together but parents do need some particular tools, I think, and that's what I'm trying to address here, that'll help them to be able to jump into this situation and say, we're not going to live this way anymore. This isn't healthy for you. It's not helpful for our family. Therefore, we're going to make these changes. And so that'll allow a parent then to persevere more than they might have in the past. Yeah, I really like that. 
you do say in your book, don't be afraid of your children's emotion. And I think that's so powerful. I think sometimes for the sake of keeping things, um, keeping emotions low or keeping uh, a sort of peace in the family, if you want to call it that way, we really are willing to sacrifice moments in which we can teach our children or uh, bring in firmness or um, yeah, use that as a training opportunity. So I, I absolutely um, think it's so beneficial for parents to step in that um, discomfort zone <laughs> that it's, it's not easy. And you actually have a, a little paragraph here um, as one of the last in, in your book called Growth Through Discomfort. And that's exactly what it is. Um, it takes a lot of work also for parents in their own journey to become better coaches for, for the children. Dr. Scott, how do you uh, encourage parents um, who, let's say, they are stuck in a point where they are uh, maybe seeing progress, um, they, but they don't know necessarily how to move to, to the next level or what to do next? Let's say the child has made progress, they have overcome a challenge they were going through. Um, should they stop or should they move into a different area? What's your um, recommendation there? I think that parents need to continually make what we call parenting shifts. Mm -hmm. You start moving in a direction. It's like being on a river and you you say, I'm heading toward that lighthouse or I'm heading toward that building over there. And you line up your boat going down the river. You're never going to get to that point. Otherwise, you crash your ship. But when you get down to a certain point, then you can see down another part of the river and set another course going in a different direction. I, I think that uh, that when parents set their sights on where they're going instead of where they are, it makes their parenting more positive. We're going to start working on developing this particular quality in a child's life. So we're moving in that direction. And we do that for a while. And there's only so much you can get out of that. So then we're going to adjust and we're going to work on another area of training. Remember, training mm -hmm. is more powerful than correction alone. Mm -hmm. And many parents rely on correction to bring about change. And it is not very effective. They think, what are the bigger consequences that I can use so this child won't do this again? Those are rarely the most significant ways to bring about change. Rather, we have to focus on where we're going and say, okay, if my child needs to grow out of this problem or, or diminish this problem, what are the activities we can work on that would counter this in order to build the character necessary to move forward? So we're now working on a, a much more strategic plane uh, moving our children in a direction that's much more positive. So thinking in terms of where we're going, recognizing that we have to make parenting shifts, um, and then just kind of assessing. I worked with a family, a very difficult child who is 12 years old recently, mm -hmm. and he has a real problem with anger and defiance, and he has ADHD. Well, we work hard for several weeks, and and then the parent was saying, well, um, we're still having a lot of trouble with his ADHD uh, kinds of challenges. And I'm, and I said, well, what about the anger and defiance? And she says, oh yeah, you know what? We haven't seen some of those episodes lately. I mean, it's very easy for his parents to not recognize the changes that are taking place. This was major victory in this 12 year old's life that his anger episodes were decreasing. We're no longer seeing plaster uh, knocked out of the walls. We're not seeing things broken or thrown across the room. We haven't seen those episodes for a while now. That's progress. And sometimes parents get stuck on all the whole list of things that need to change and don't see the progress. And remember, children been a lot, benefit a lot from believing that and recognizing that they are changing and growing and maturing. So we want to point that out 
because that inspires children with hope so they can continue to move forward in some strategic ways. Yeah, that's so powerful. I agree. I think it's it's also a moment to um yeah, to just reflect and maybe at certain times in 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 the throughout the work that we're doing with our children to just sit down whether it's with um our spouse or with um our coach and just reflect on the work we've been doing and I know um we um as coaches really love to do this with parents. There are so many coaches all over the world um, that you can interact with if you are interested in getting professionally coached by one of the coaches. So um, yeah, that that can really be helpful to bring back um, more um, recognition on the work we're doing and how important that is and whether it's changing something in the moment or in the week or in the month we're working, um, it's it's as powerful as when it takes longer. Dr. Scott, some of the um, steps you give here at the end of the book take us back to to the to the work you're doing at the biblical parenting um uh institute you um are obviously co- training coaches um you have a lot of materials available for parents um we know that there are uh, parents who are already doing coaching how would you um differentiate the work parents do on their own compared to that of being with a coach or working together with a coach well, it seems to me in the lives of the people who come to us mm-hmm. that the reason they choose a coach is because they realize there's accountability, mm-hmm. there's greater wisdom provided to them, and they need help. And so when a coach comes alongside and says, why don't you try this this week? And then the parent says, wow, I didn't think about that. And, yeah. oh, wow, that had a better uh, response than some of the other things I've done. Then we start the ball rolling in a good direction. We believe in parents. That's why we invest in them. But our coaching program is is such a strong way to get help and to find benefit for your kids. Remember, the end users are kids. Mm. We don't meet with the kids. We meet with the parents. We train the parents so the parents Mm. can do an effective job with their children. And that's where we see the maximum amount of growth. People can learn more about the Biblical Parenting Coaching Program on our website, biblicalparenting.coach. That's different than the biblicalparenting.org website. Biblicalparenting.org is full of articles and resources and all kinds of information about live seminars and and free parenting tips and so on. But then it points to over to the coaching platform and parents can learn more about how, how to become coached or even to become a coach. I train coaches three times a year and it is just the best experience. As those coaches, first of all, each one of them has to work with the parent so that I'm mentoring them in that process. Secondly, I take on a new client each time I train the coaches. And so while I'm working with that client over a Zoom meeting, all the other coaches can listen in. And I've uh, agreed with that client that I will treat them for free if they will allow these other coaches to watch. So they get to watch me actually use the very same principles and tools that they're using with their clients. They watch me work with a family and see major changes take place in the life of a family. So it's powerful to watch all of that and becoming trained as a coach is such a, a great tool. We have people who are you know, pastors and children's pastors and counselors. I've had a couple of psychologists and a couple of psychiatrists both go through the program in order to learn more about it. But also there's grandmas in there and, and uh, people who just love family and they want to help those people around because they see all the pain that's going on in families. So anybody can take that training and benefit from it, both for their own family and also for the other families they come in contact with. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think 
most of the time we we really yeah we really don't um kind of see that as an option you know the the to have somebody alongside us helping us and i think it's so such a powerful uh option to just go once through this experience i know uh it has changed my way of looking at parenting and in all fairness there are not many uh parenting um programs that are biblical that are so strongly foundational uh for christians um so i think it's such a powerful <laughs> powerful one dr scott and i i'm so grateful that you have um yeah uh you have brought this um to our lives into our lives uh into and i'm so happy and so yeah so blessed to bring this together with you into the lives of other parents um towards the end of our episode i do want to encourage parents to uh, go and give us a review for our podcast uh we really love to hear from you as well so if you have questions if you have um areas where you are will you or you are curious and you want us to dive more into please give us a message send us a message uh, we are on instagram and facebook so send us a message and we will be more than happy to to respond um dr scott at the end of this episode as we are wrapping up the book um that is freely available for every parent to uh, download on your website do you have any final thoughts you want to share with parents yes yeah, so i would say this if you're stuck there's help. Go get this free ebook on my uh, website and read it. It's about emotions and you'll learn a lot of things there. If you need a coach, go to biblicalparenting.org or biblicalparenting.coach and, and find out more about the coaching program. But uh, get help now. It's much easier to work with a four-year-old or a seven-year-old than, than it is to a 14-year-old, although we work with a lot of 14-year-olds too. So, uh, But do it as early as possible because the earlier we can set the, the path in the right direction, then the faster we're going to see results. So um, if you're stuck, get help. A very important principle in parenting. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Scott. And until next time, God bless you. <laughs>